0: Hello and welcome to Silicon Valley Founders Secrets. My name is Mahama Nyankamau and my co-host is Christina Weaver. Every week we deconstruct the lives of extraordinary founders from Silicon Valley and highlight the influences, adversity and people that helped to shape them. Our hope is that their humanity and courage will inspire you to make a bigger impact wherever you are in the world. Enjoy the show. Our guest today is Greg Davis. Greg's a Silicon Valley-born entrepreneur, renaissance man, and all-around great guy. When I first met Greg at a midweek dinner, I was touched by his humility and sense of humor. Greg has worked as a private investigator, fugitive recovery agent, and as an audio engineer and music producer. One of his favorite sayings is a quote from Ronald Oliver, Men with good intentions make promises. Men with good character keep them. Here's the interview with Greg. Okay. Hey, Greg. Hi, Maham. Welcome. Good to have you here on uh, Silicon Valley Founders Secrets Podcast.
1: Wow. Such a... <laughs> such a... uh Prestigious name. I can't believe I'm actually here.
0: Oh, man. You know, we've been trying to get you for the last few months. Wow. man.
1: Have, <laughs> have you been able to get hold of my agent at all? I mean, is that, has that been the, the hold up? You, you are so booked. Your agent did the best that she could. Wow. To she?
0: (laughs) I had no idea. I I didn't didn't even know I had an agent. This is amazing. She did the best that she could. And this is the only time that she could find for you in the next six months. Wow. What is your secret? How did you get so sought after, man?
1: Well, I I think it's because I spend most of my time at at the beach. So I block it out. So I just don't have a lot of time to give to people. I mean, it's kind of like uh, artificial scarcity. That's really what it is. That's, that's the key. Oh, is that one of your secrets then? It is the secret.
0: Interesting. Wow. So, you know, I've always been curious and my audience wants to know, oh, what they?
1: is it like
0: to walk in your shoes? Wow. And you want me to answer that in what, doing this for 15 minutes? <laughs> yeah. I mean, my audience is super curious. I mean, they must not have a whole lot to
1: do if they're curious no, about my No, I mean,
0: life. They, they read the biography about you from Isaac Isaacson. And they're like, we want to hear from Isaacson. this guy. Wow. And we're, we're like, okay, we have him here finally. So what is it like to be you? Are you human? Do you walk on water?
1: Well, I, it's kind of like, actually, I walk on, on ground. Okay. Not water. Uh, I'm probably human. Uh, as far as I know, <laughs> I could be an alien. I just, <laughs> jury's still out on that one. Um, depends who you're asking. Okay. Some people are going to be like, yeah, he's, he's just too, too weird to be human.
0: Interesting.
1: Um, but, you know, uh, what's it like to be, like, a, in my shoes? I don't know. I'm like, that's, that's got to be, like, the hardest question ever to answer. Yeah. Like, I had somebody ask, like, just as a mental exercise, um, introduced this to me, like, a few years ago, which is to kind of be in this, like, every now and then or every at the end of every day, ask yourself, what's it what's it like to be on the other side of yourself, right? So okay. to be in other people's shoes, looking and, and interacting with you. Um, I think that's actually a much easier to question to answer. So let's go that direction. Sure. I have no idea. Mama, <laughs> M- <Momma, laughs> well, you, you bit- know, <laughs> like would be a little bit self-serving of me to say, I think, what it's like to be on the other side of me. I think you probably have a better read on that. Well, Than I ever could. Right? I
0: mean, the only thing that I would say based on my uh, so far limited interactions with you is you seem to be a stand up guy. You seem to be very willing to speak your mind. You seem to have a great sense of humor, which is probably the thing that stands out the yeah, most. I keep about going. It. Keep going.
1: I like where this is. Going. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, obviously, being human, there are some weaknesses, like promising to bring stuff and not always being able to bring them. But we wouldn't. could could, Could you expand on that? Well, I'm not sure I know what you're talking about. Well, you know, our audience doesn't have to know all about our dirty laundry. We, we don't want to watch all of that in public. Our dirty laundry. Well, you know, rumor has it. Rumor has it. Once upon a time, there oh, were like 25 yeah. people waiting. Was this waiting. in a galaxy far away too? <laughs> 25 people waiting for your famous tri Famous.
1: And keep- it, it did not show up. that's because well it actually did show up the problem is it it showed up raw which is what you're supposed to do at a barbecue you bring raw meat right to put on the barbecue
0: Mm.
1: right that's the standard operating procedure interesting you don't bring cooked food to a barbecue like unless it's like macaroni salad or something like that right Mm. then you obviously want to bring that cooked but you don't bring cooked meat to a barbecue because then what are you going to barbecue Right? Well, then it's just a potluck. So you plan ahead of time, but not to get into that. Uh,
0: We don't need to talk about that. We don't want to talk about that. Because I think what's happening is that somebody in Rio de Janeiro right now is thinking this famous man has weaknesses too, because it just shows a side of you that people might not have known. Oh, yeah. I think you're always on top of things. Well, I am, but you know. Yeah, but being on the other side of you, right? Mm -mm. So, what are some things that gets you up in the morning that you're ah, excited about? What
1: are the things that get me excited in the morning? Um, I think the biggest thing uh, for me is as I go through my life and I, well, my day, right? Let's b- break this down to a day. Uh, is how am I going to impact the people around me? I think that's very important because that's really, I think, what... Gives us satisfaction as humans. Mm. We are, as humans are by like, just by nature, we're social beings, which means that uh, what we are experiencing in life and how much we get out of life is directly related to our um, social environment. And that social environment tends to be better if we're contributing to it. Rather right? than just funny. taking away from it, like a kind of like a, like a bank account, right. Uh, that's shared amongst everybody. And if you're the person that's always taking withdrawals from the the social bank account, yeah. right. People are going to be like, Hey, what, in, what's with this guy? Right? never contributing and never, you know, always taking, but at the same time, so, so your, your social circle is going to be like your social environment is not going to be, is not going to be great. Right. So that's, that's, that's part of it, right. Is the more you give into your community, the more you contribute, uh, the more positive it is, it's going to be. Um, uh, but the second part of that is that deep down, I think everybody wants to uh, be a part of something bigger than, than themselves, wants to contribute to something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's really actually a much bigger part of what makes making a contribution to community is so important. Right? Is it's forget how everybody else may view you. Like that's really kind of secondary. I think the bigger thing is inside we all want to feel like we were uh part of something. Something bigger than us is what you're Yeah, saying. something part of part of something bigger than us. Um And so when we satisfy that, I think, you know, we, we, we get a kick out of that. Certainly I do. Right. So uh, as I go through my, my day, I'm always thinking about, okay, who, who am I going to talk to today? Whose life am I going to touch today? Uh, How can I make a difference in the lives of the people around me today? Um, Because when I'm sitting at, you know, at home at the end of the day, I'm thinking back on it. I'm like, you know, those are the things that, I can, I can judge uh, my success by. Yeah. Right. And those, those are very real and tangible things. Right. Um, not necessarily, I guess not tangible. You can't touch those things. Um, but it almost the, feels but, like you could. But you, it does. Yeah. It does feel like you could. And, and uh, they're definitely for people who are goal oriented, they're measurable. Hmm. Right. I'm not, I wouldn't qualify myself as being as being super goal oriented. Uh, that's. I realize that might be a horrible admission to make in the Silicon Valley, <laughs> because everybody here is. Um, but I think there's definitely more to life than just having goals, right? I like can get to the end, but if you didn't smell the roses on the way, like you missed
0: most of it. That's that's an interesting thing for a Silicon Valley entrepreneur to talk about, because as you said, it's just. It's all about goals, right? It's all about the next thing to accomplish, to, a to achieve. Mm-hmm. You've done a lot in the music area. What, what is it about music that nourishes you, that inspires you? That's something that I've always been fascinated about, about you.
1: Uh, you know, it sounds very cliche, but music is, uh, is it's a universal language. And I don't mean the notes on a page, and I don't mean... Um, the way we talk about it. Um, I think this is something that's actually, it's very, very deep. And it goes way beyond language and it goes way beyond culture and it goes way beyond beliefs um, to something that is, uh, well, at the end, the end of the day, right? We are physical beings, right? I believe that people are both spiritual and like the person is spiritual. Mm. But we have a body, right? We interact through the world through our body. Our physical body, and uh, the thing with sound, like music, right? Music, which is based on sounds, interacts with our body on a very uh, primal level, for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. right? It's really, uh, I do when I when I teach about music and sound, uh, I do an exercise um, to help people understand just how much of our experience with music is based off of vibration and how our body feels those vibrations, right? Cause sound is, sound is vibration. Uh, and our, our body receives those. And, uh, we have a very visceral sensation with them. Mm. Um, we may not be, we may not be aware of it, uh, consciously, but we really, really are affected on a very deep, um, deep level by sound of music. Um. So I think that that's, that's the real communication with music is what, what are these things that you're, you're doing over here, right? You're producing the sound of this, uh, this music and it's hitting me, right? In a way that's, it's almost as if uh, it bypasses everything that we are, you know, all our filters about how we cognitively interpret the world. Interesting. straight to who we are.
0: So, huh. I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but what... what yeah, you did, but that's thought, okay. That, that occurred to me was just from, from a leadership point of view, we have a lot of high-achieving leaders in Silicon Valley, including yourself. What I'm curious about is how has, on a day-to-day basis... Music helps you to step back from the rush of people looking for your time and looking for you to do things for them. How do you incorporate music in your leadership in your everyday life?
1: That's a really good question, man. I, I think probably a big part of it comes down, like I said, right, music, it goes to our core. Uh, and what that means is that uh, when you're working with music or you're listening to music, I think this is something that a lot of people can actually re- relate to. And it's not by any means unique to producing music. Um, you know, you put on a, a song or a track or something. Uh, let's say you put on like Spotify, the, the hundred top relaxing spa hits of okay. 2019. <laughs> okay. Right. You know, Doing just that simple action is going to get you to, s- to slow down, all right. Without you doing anything else. In fact, if you do that and you leave it on, you probably will find that it's f- if for it will force you to slow down, mm. right? Which maybe not be something that you want at the moment. You're like maybe you want to be, you know, all good. This is why you never listen to spa music at the gym. <laughs> Right. It's very counterproductive. It's not right? going to help you lift the, the, those heavy weights. And okay. if you don't believe me, I, I invite you to try it. Okay. Um, I'll take you up on that. But generally speaking, that's, that's not something that people do. Right. You don't listen to, to relaxing spa music at the gym uh, because uh, music has a way of, of taking you to where it is. All right, not doesn't meet you where you are. It takes you to where it, it is. Um, I think in terms of leadership, uh, there there's an important lesson there. And if I was a really good speaker, I could tell you exactly what it was. <laughs> it's like okay, you're but in Silicon Valley, and you're not supposed to be a good speaker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you kidding me? This is Silicon Valley. You're supposed to be good at everything. All right. Um, and especially, I grew up here, so like I have no excuse. Apparently, <laughs> um, you know, I, I think I think maybe the better question is how how to demonstrate how to be a leader in music, and that's that's at least that's an easier question to answer. So that's the one I'm going to answer. That's okay. Um, you know. I think a big part of that is like, I just mentioned is music takes you where it is. And what that means is that if you're working in music and you're, you're producing music, you're writing music or whatever, uh, you, you have to be willing to go where the music is rather than making it be what you want it to be. Uh, I came to realization probably not like 10 years ago. Um, and this might be helpful for anybody who's listening. That's, uh, in a creative capacity, uh, you you really can't create anything new. Mm. You only discover what's already been made. And that 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 that's a paradigm shift. It's a big paradigm shift, and it's why it's important. Is first off, it means that uh, there's a lot less stress on you to create something. It's all no longer all this pressure on myself that I have to create something. Um, the second, the second part of it is that that's it's largely, I think, true, right? There, there are these. Speaking just in terms of music, right? There's, there's melodies and there's these these things, these musical ideas out there. Uh, and just because I stumble on them and I put them down on paper or I put them down in software, doesn't mean it's the first time that it's ever happened. Yeah. It just means it's the first time I've done it. Yeah. And that's an important, important realization. And I think one that hopefully keeps you humble enough to say, I didn't necessarily come up with this. I just discovered it.
0: Right. I I think there's a lesson there just based on what I'm gleaning from what you just said. In leadership in general, right? Cleaning, wow. I mean, you're making me you feel have <laughs> to be someone kind of like Oracle or something. Because even if you look at it in terms of software or technology, whilst you may have combined things in a way different from what others have done, you have to take blocks of things from other people's inventions to do it and yeah. another thing is like you talked about going with the flow of the music the music finds you and i think in a creative sense in many fields it's about going with where what you're doing is leading you as well right you may yes. start trying yeah. to do something else and you end up somewhere else
1: yeah you, you think you're going to be and you end up at you know jay Wow.
0: Okay. So, and just to finish this really exciting conversation, I (laughs) am inspired. What would you say to young people coming up who are creative, whether it is music or software or some other thing, what have you learned about being a creative person that you think would be
1: good for them to have? Oh, that's good. Uh, You know, growing up, my dad always said that uh, uh, I, I, March to the beat of my own genre. And if you're going to be a creative person, you kind of, I think it has to be you. You have to be willing to say, this is what I'm doing. And maybe it's it's not what anybody else is doing. Hmm. Right. But this is what I, I, this is what connects with me. And so this is what I'm going to do. Um, I think it's kind of like, I think in creative Endeavors, whatever it is. I think what people really do connect with is passion, Hmm. right? What you are passionate about. If your passion comes through and what you are working, what you're doing, what you're creating, uh, that's what people are going to connect with. And maybe it's not exactly the audience you thought would connect with it, but I can tell you one thing. If you are doing something that you're not passionate about, nobody's going to connect with it interesting nobody will so even if your passion means doing something that is not popular or that nobody else is doing go with it um, because there's no other way it's going to work wow that's been amazing man thank
0: you Mr. Davis well thank you Mahama for having me yeah great time thank you so much for joining us for this week's podcast hope to catch you again next week